Hi there, everyone. I just want to take a moment before we get started to check in and see how everyone is doing. And I also wanted to say thank you. If no one has told you thank you this week, I want to say thank you. Thank you for showing up for your clients. When you yourself may be feeling overwhelmed, thank you for responding to the call that has been placed on your life as a practitioner. Because right now, y'all, we are in the middle of history taking place. The entire world is adjusting to a new normal. And this interview with Sarah really couldn't have come at a better time. It really reinforces the way technology has and continues to support and shape the face of the work that we do as clinicians. And through all of these challenges and new interactions over the past couple of weeks, I just wanted to take a moment before we jumped into this discussion to encourage you to take a deep breath and to remember your why. We're actually going to talk a little bit about remembering your why with Sarah. And I also wanted to tell you to keep pushing. This is only temporary. It won't be forever. So let's jump into this conversation. I hope you all enjoy it. Let's go. Welcome to Therapy and Technology. I'm your host, Jessica Bullock. Thank you for tuning in to this conversation about all things technology and how we integrate it into our counseling profession. Tell us a little bit about your company. So the name of my company is Serenity and Grace Therapeutic Services. It's an online private practice that I have. Um, And it used to be a group private practice located in Wake Forest. And Mm -hmm. last summer, my husband, um, he got a job that relocated us out of state. And I had to make a decision. Do I want to keep my practice somehow while living out of state? Um, Or are there other options? And it took me several months to try to figure out what I wanted to do with my practice. There was a lot of praying, a lot of meditating. And at some point there, I just felt called to do an online private practice. And so I started that transition with my clients. And I had a full caseload. <laughs> started that transition of, hey, I'm relocating. And um, we have several options here. And would you be interested in coming online with me? I'm taking my group online and um, using a HIPAA compliant platform, still respecting confidentiality and everything. And would you be interested in that? And I was happily surprised to find that the majority of my people wanted to come online. And so that's how it started. I relocated. I took about two weeks off and then I just kind of dived right into it. Sarah, you're not going to believe this but our stories are almost the exact same. Really? I had a practice face-to-face for 15 years. And then last year, my husband said, we're relocating. And then so I had to figure out just like you, what to do. How would you encourage other counselors to talk to their clients about onboarding? Because okay. they have a difficulty, you know? I see, yeah, I see that. There's some difficulty in a lot of areas, which is a big reason why I just kind of jump in and offer my support in any way that I can. Um, I think a lot of it starts with the mindset. And we're in this crisis mode right now. Where it's like I'm trying to salvage my income. I don't want to be losing. I need to get clients back on board. And it's almost like we're starting at the end and trying to work our way backwards. But if we're coming from a kind of desperate place, our client is going to pick up on that energy. And they're not going to really, they're not going to be able to connect to the service, the really valuable service that you have to provide for them. So it starts with a mindset of why you're doing it, get in touch with the why, 
And then you've got to make sure that you truly believe in online therapy and that it's not just a means to an end. Absolutely. So once you connect with the mindset, then you're able to bring that forth to your clients in a very relaxed, confident, and connected way so that they can still feel like, hey, I can still get some valuable service from, from him or her. I would agree with you totally. It's a mindset. Because if, you, if you're thinking about this, because even in a crisis, you can take, you know, take a step back and look at, okay, is this something that I want to incorporate into my practice? So let me build it. This is an exciting time. And I all, I'm all about mindset shifts. And this might have presented a crisis, but a lot of people, it, it's presented clarity for their practice. Like, wow, do, do, should I expand? Like, everybody's expanding. It's amazing. What resonated with you that you were like, you know what? I, I believe in this. My mindset does believe in what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, just fully, full transparency. I'm a mom first and foremost, and my family came first. And my husband and I, throughout our marriage, this Wednesday, we're going to be married 16 years. <laughs> and throughout our marriage, we did kind of a seesaw where one was working and one would be in school and one would be in school and the other would be working. And so while he was in school for five years, he was the primary parent with the kids while I was owning the business and doing that. And so once he um, graduated and he landed a job, I was like, I want to get back to be more involved with my kids and be more present there for them. Um, just for all the little small things that goes on with their school and to volunteer more and so on. And that was the primary reason for it, just the freedom and the flexibility that it allows, where I can just set up my home office and they can be on the other side of the door doing their thing. And in between sessions, I come out, I play with them, I have dinner with them, I go back in and see clients. So that was the first reason. And then the second reason is that there is such a need for online therapy. And I think some people are just being missed because sometimes there's a, we underestimate the effectiveness of online therapy. There isn't a whole lot of research done on it as yet. And there really, really is a need. And that was something that I found out when I came online. Um, just a lot of busy parents, a lot of career-driven individuals, a lot of couples balancing having three four kids and they need therapy but they just can't afford to come out to an office for one hour after work <laughs> right you bring me to tears when you talk about being a mother because my quality of life has in increased incredibly over this past year there's been so much growth in my own family being away from the home um i i, I you know i'm not a stay-at-home mom like all this homeschooling and stuff we're doing right now that that's not for me but i do <laughs> But I do enjoy being with my children. Um, but when you talk about just the quality of life improving, I, I've seen a great shift. And um, when you talk about being a mother and just being with your children, that resonates with me greatly. And so I know there's a lot of people that will be listening to this episode who will be thinking, you know, I want to improve my quality of, of life. Even if they're not a mom, maybe they're just single, but they find themselves running. But I know someone who's single who works at 60 to 70 hours a week because they have to pay for the overhead of that office. And times have changed. There's so many different options now, you know. So we can improve our quality of life. And I, I love how you talk about your family. That's so beautiful. Thank you. And I think especially in the field that we're in out, the risk of burnout is so high. And I felt like I was just on the edge of getting burnt out. Yes. So I just felt that need for a shift. And this has just been so liberating 
while still being able to provide a service to the community. Absolutely, liberating. I, I'm, that's gonna be hashtag liberating. I'm gonna put on this episode, hashtag liberating, I love it. Okay, so I have been following you a little bit, not stalking, I've been following you. <laughs> I'm like, who is she? She came out of nowhere. And I'm like, um, I, I haven't seen you before in other groups until you start, started commenting. And I've noticed that since this whole, ha everybody's been like kind of quarantined in the home. And I've noticed that more people have been speaking up on different platforms and different groups. And so when I saw you speaking up, I was like, wow, I'll, who is she? What is she doing? Um, and so I wanted to give, I wanted to talk to you specifically because you were already set up. Uh, and what would you, and there's a lot of counselors who are trying to get their practices up and running online. What advice would you give to them? What would you tell them? Where would you tell them to start? Because if they have a brick and mortar already, so our group is the hybrid practice, because there's a lot of counselors who do love it. Like I do too. I love going into the office one day a week, getting my latte from Starbucks and stopping by, but all the other six days of the week, I want to be home, you know, um, yeah. but just going out. So there's a lot of people like me who still have the brick and mortar, but they have the online practice as well. What would you, how would you encourage somebody who's doing online counseling to get started? Like what should be like some staples and not so much to set up because we have a lot of groups that tell us how to set up and there's been a lot of information, but kind of like where their disposition should be as far as just embracing the concept of online counseling. Yeah, I think because of the pandemic that we're going through right now, a lot of people have had to just dive full speed ahead, which yeah. is understandable. And I admire the resilience I'm seeing in so many of my fellow therapists, just yeah. being able to make that shift and just gather everything and do new policies for their practice and everything, you know, and it's, I hope that we can look back one day and just see, wow, we're a very resilient community. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, um, but if possible, just going gradual with it, right? That's how I started last, uh, last year. And one of the things that really, really helped was being part of a Facebook group, more than one Facebook groups, if possible, that are for online therapists. So I love Amber Lida's online therapist Facebook group. And when I started, I was filled with a lot of doubt and a lot of anxiety about it, whether my practice will be successful, whether I could make a living just from having an online practice. And I joined her group and I was very quiet, just observing everything and learning and reading everyone's comments. And that was huge. That was like a master's level course that I did. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Fantastic resource for me. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that, I found that my confidence was also building because I saw mm -hmm. other therapists who were doing it. I was like, oh, I think I could do this. I think I can get yes. it. And soon enough, I, I got in touch with my passion for it and realized that I wanted to do formal training for it. And so I went ahead and I got certified in being a, a board certified telemental health therapist. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing doing a course. I highly recommend that a therapist do a course, um, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, that same one that I mentioned, but any type of formal training that you can do in online therapy helps tremendously, because you think you know, but then you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so much I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, which institute did you use? I'm sorry. Primarily the training and then connecting to other therapists who have done it. Mm -hmm. So you said telemental health, um, so did you use the telemental health uh, behavioral training um, institute? 
So I did, um, I wrote it down here because I knew I'll forget the name. So it's called the Center for Credentialing and Education. Yes. And they have a credential called the BCTMH Board Certified Tele-Mental Health Provider. Yes, yes. And what I like about them is you could take it in, in parts. So you could take different classes um, and build upon them. Were, were there, what was your favorite course that you take like with any organization? Was it this one? It's this one. And then I see a ton of therapists endorsing um, person-centered tech. Yes. So I want to get into some of his resources and see if I can connect with some of that and, and if I find it helpful. But a lot of people highly recommend it. Beautiful, beautiful. And so um, I wanted to ask you this question since we're in the middle of this pandemic, uh, you know, with practices, practices dealing with the COVID outbreak. Um, how, how do you think, and, and you, there's no right answer to this, right? Because we, we're just kind of like going day by day, but like, what do you, how do you think that this is going to change the face of our, our counseling profession? Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing what's happening right now. Here we are, March 2020, and this was not something that we expected in any way whatsoever. You know, no one prepared us for this. We're just kind of going with it and figuring it out together as a community. Um, I think online therapy is getting a lot of publicity with it in a, in a positive way. Yes. And for the world of online therapy, I see that it's broadening, it's becoming more acceptable. And I hope that we can be able to do some more scholarly research on it, on the effectiveness of it. Um, I'm also a registered play therapist. And with my practice, I usually see people that are 12 years or 10 years old and older. Um, and I've had to give up uh, traditional play therapy in a play therapy office with this. And then now with the pandemic, I see so many people are, are coming up with very creative ways to still do play therapy with young children. And that is just so inspirational. And that's one amazing positive thing that has come out of it. Um, I'm hoping by the end of, on the other side of this, that in terms of state licensures, that that can also broaden. Because right now we're so restrictive with where you have to be licensed where you are and you have to be licensed where your client is in order to provide therapy. And I can understand the reasons for that in terms of the ethics, especially, but then sometimes there really is a need to broaden it. We have couples, that, people that are working out of state, um, couples that are in different states, so many different scenarios. Um, I'm hoping that that can be updated in terms of state licensure. Um, mm -hmm. with so, so then you definitely need to um, connect to my friend, uh, Dr. Rachel Altbader. She's actually in the hybrid practice group. She's a registered play therapist. And her and a couple of colleagues started, I, you, I, you have had to see it, the teleplay therapy group? Yes. It's a, I'm not even a play therapist. I love that group. <laughs> it's so fun. Like to see all of the, the, the therapists coming together and showing their fun office spaces and for kids and... And it's great because now I have like a group of people I can refer to online. It's amazing, you know? Yes. Are you, are you accepting new clients? What's that? Are you accepting new clients? I am accepting new clients. And I'll tell you, I'm also hiring too. I'm looking to find one or two therapists to bring on board um, mm -hmm. with me for the online practice. Yes. I, you know, I, I was watching this TED Talk and they were talking about how we need to celebrate everything that's right in life. And it's easy when you're going through something like a pandemic to focus on all the negative. 
But there's beauty that's coming out of this crisis. You know, um, I call it beauty for ashes when things seem to be going, you know, the wrong way. Yeah. There's clarity in crisis. So again, you know, looking at the positive strides the field is, ma is making regarding uh, telehealth and how we are moving towards it. And um, this is going to be, I think this is going to push legislator, le legislature to, to, um, to move faster with right. our with our rights as therapists and counselors and also our ethics boards to really um get cracking on these ethics codes being updated i'm not sure why they're so long in between years um how many years it goes to be i guess because so much stuff happens you, you can't because you'll be updating ethics every day you know mm -hmm. so I, I agree with you i really think that this is a really great great positive um energy for us and I, I'm concerned about the counselors, though, who are overwhelmed with all of the information and um, just seems seem to be um, just feeling like they're going in a wave. But like you said, right. in the beginning, it's, it's, it's going to feel like they're, you know, trying to get their footing, but they have to gain yeah. confidence by going into the rooms and talking to other therapists who are doing it. And, and there's a lot of free webinars nowadays. Take advantage of all that free stuff and educate yourself on it. Yes, because it wasn't free when I started. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else I'm hoping would come out of this is with the insurance companies, that they would cover more of these services. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's my God. You've had a dealing with some of them right now. But I'm hoping that there can be change there. And then my second little fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> is that there's more training, but for specific populations with online therapy. Because right now we have online therapy in general. We have some trainings for there. We can do with more trainings. But even online therapy for couples and have specific yeah. trainings on, um, for that. Online um, therapy for teenagers and have specific trainings for that. Yes, yes, um, I, I agree. And now, is, now we can be... Um diversify i think we're, it's coming it's coming so we need to be um take more interest are all the therapists listening we need to take more interest in scholarship opportunities and jumping into these educational um forms where we can start presenting this information and doing more research right. so this, this is great so now how can do you do consulting so i know your business is therapy i know you do i, I saw on your website you do a little bit of um, um supervision um do, do you offer consultation as well? I do. So, I, well, I have my supervision group going on where I meet with three licensed therapists um, that are working towards the hours for licensure. And then I also do consultation with fully licensed therapists, whether it's about their internship groups that they're managing or just um, a little bit of that just as they're on their journey as a therapist. And then most recently, I've agreed to do consultation with a group private practice in the area, just um, specifically on online therapy, just to support them as they're making this transition. So tell us how can people, I'm going to also put this in the show notes, but please tell us how can people get in contact with you if they need to reach you? Okay. So my, uh, so the name of my practice, Serenity and Grace Therapeutic Services, I do have my website and you can easily contact me through that or email is the quickest way to catch me and that's sarahsarahh@sgtherapeuticservices.com. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Sarah. You're right. me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, and you are a natural on camera. <laughs> so we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Therapy and Technology. Until next time, rate, subscribe, share with a friend, and I hope you try something new today.